Welcome to podcast number 167 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. Today we're continuing our series on dreams, and today's particular topic is never say never to our dreams. You see, I believe we must understand that God helps us have dreams in our life and visions. The Word of God talks about dreams and visions throughout, and I believe it's so important that we receive that for us and we take that on in our own heart and believe that God wants to place dreams in us to help us live the type of life that He's created for us. Remember what the Word of God says. It says that He has promised us a future and a hope. So with that, we got to understand that God wants us to dream. And if He wants us to dream, then He obviously must want us to have our dreams fulfilled and wants to have them come to reality in our life. So because of that, I'm going to continue this series and I'm very excited about where it's going because a lot of folks have shown a lot of interest in this teaching. We've had a lot of comments and I believe something very special is going to take place in today's podcast and in all the podcasts coming up in this new series on dreams. But let's pray and invite the Holy Spirit to come in and take Heavenly Father, I thank you for the opportunity I have to bring this message at this time to those who are listening in. I believe, Lord, that you want us to dream and I believe the Holy Spirit wants to place dreams in our hearts and in our minds. And so today, I'm going to need the Holy Spirit to take over and take charge. I yield to your presence. I yield to your direction and your guidance. And Lord, when we read these words, these scriptures, would the Holy Spirit reveal to us maybe something new or something that I have not written notes down or have some thoughts on? But Father, because I know then they'll come from you. I pray now that you would bless it and anoint it. And all those who are listening in today, many have lost their dream. Many have given up on their dream. But Lord, that's not what you want for us. You want us to dream again. You want us to dream often. And you want us to see our dreams come to reality. So Father, bless those who are listening in. Touch them. Anoint them, Father that today, from this day forward, will look new at the realm of dreams and the reality of them becoming part of our daily living. Thank you for it, and we'll give you praise for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, like I said before, the Lord has promised us a future and a hope. He supports our need to dream. So let's look in the scriptures to Psalm 37, verses 23 and 24. King David wrote these words as they were inspired to him by the Holy Spirit. Verse number 23, I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Verse 24, though they stumble, they will never fail, for the Lord holds them by the hand. You know, we can apply that so directly to dreams, because it says the Lord directs the steps of the godly. God wants us to have steps, to have plans, to have future, to have hope, and to know that he's going to be with us through that entire time. When a dream comes, sometimes it feels so powerful that you think it's just going to happen the next day. I've had dreams like that where I'm thinking, I want this to happen, and I'm just waiting for the next hour, the phone to ring, or something to come in the mail, or some verification that that dream's coming true. But most dreams take time. They take time to mature and to grow in us and for us to walk in the presence of God so we understand exactly if the dream is from God, if it's going to bless God, if it's going to draw us closer to God, if it's going to bless the kingdom of God. And so once we understand those things and we know that it is a dream that's directed by the Lord, then David went on to say here, he delights in every detail of their lives. God delights in every detail. So therefore, dreams are a detail of our life. And then it says here that they may struggle. Yeah, there's times that we struggle. We get frustrated about dreams. I know I've 
I've had dreams that took many years to come to pass, come to fruition. And sometimes I wondered, well, Lord, I'm not sure why it's taking so long, but I've got to have the patience to wait on you and to trust you with all my heart, lean not on my own understanding and all my ways acknowledge you and you'll direct my path. So Lord, that's what I want us to get out of this and realize that that dreams can have moments of struggle, but they will never fail for the Lord holds them by the hand. So I believe those words apply to us and apply to anyone today who's listening in on this podcast entitled Never Say Never to Our Dreams. So let's not give up on them. Let's just believe and trust God. Now, the verses I just read can apply to so many areas of our life. It can also apply dreams and to visions. It can also apply to the challenges that we face in our life or for things that we're trying to have take place in our life, like find someone to marry or decide to have children or how to raise our children or how to get the funds available to support the needs of our family. And I mean, I can just go on and on to have a house, to have a car, to give money to the church, all these things that scripture can apply to. But I believe today I want to apply it specifically to dreams and our desires that come from our heart. Now, as we continue this podcast series on dreams, I want you to know that God does not want us to give up on our dreams. I don't believe he'd put them in our heart if he just wanted us to give up on them. So he does not want us to give up on them. And if we don't give up, he won't give up on us. Now, Jesus gave us some great, amazing words about faith and believing and overcoming. And it's found in the book of John, chapter 10 and verse 10. And it gives us a really good comparison as to who wants to help us with our dreams and who's opposed to our dreams. So these are the words of Jesus in John chapter 10, verse 10, and it's in the New Living Translation. Jesus says this, the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. You see, we see there's a battle taking place. The devil comes and he wants to kill our dreams. He wants to destroy our dreams. He wants to destroy our lives. He wants to take away any hope that we have for our future. And that's his game plan. And that's what he tries to do. But Jesus says, I've come to give you purpose and to give you a satisfying and a rich life. So I believe we've got obviously Jesus on our side. So today's podcast is going to be a little different. The last one I taught had a lot of instructions, a lot of scriptures dealing with things. But today, one of the points I made that I want to emphasize today is that when we have a dream, we should share it with other people. We should share our dream with others, especially if that dream has come to pass. So I'm going to share with you some of the dreams that the Lord has placed in my heart for not only business, but for the church, for my family. And I believe it'll be a blessing to you. So receive this as an encouragement that God is in the business of helping us fulfill our dreams. Let me just encourage you with my dream by sharing it and believing that God will give you encouragement for your dream. Now, in my life, I've been blessed by the Lord to see many, if not most, of my dreams come true. A lot of them took a long time. Some of them took many, many years, even a few decades, to take place. But they did come true. I had a dream to marry a beautiful lady and have children who would grow up serving God. And God fulfilled those dreams. I dreamed of starting a home building company and the Lord blessed us with a successful company. We called it Day Friend Homes. Now, it's interesting. The first dream that I had was when I was a young man and, and I found my wife when I was 18 years old. We got married when we were 20 and we weren't Christians, but a few lo- years after that, we both became followers of Jesus Christ. Then after that, we had our children and they both become followers of Jesus Christ. And now they have in turn married a young man and a young woman who are followers of Jesus Christ. And 
and they really wouldn't even date anybody unless they were a follower of the Lord. So the dream was there, but it took work. It took struggle to make sure that all those things happened. Now, my dream of having a home building company, custom home building company, took many years, took 20, 25 years for that to happen. And I just, I had this dream that I wanted to call it Dave Friend Homes. Now, I know that's not very creative. That's my name, obviously. But I had this dream that that someday I would have a home building company and there'd be a big sign that talked about that we had property in there and we were building custom homes. And I would be able to see that God is using me to bless me, to prosper in my community, and also to bless my church and then also give God the glory for what he's done. Well, after reading a book on the life of Smith Wigglesworth, a drastic change took my place. Now, we had a good company. We had a wonderful, successful company, a development company, and we were doing land syndications and all kinds of various things and custom homes. And I did some commercial buildings. All that was going on. But when in the midst of all that, my wife and I went on vacation and I read a book on the life of Smith Wigglesworth. He was an evangelist with a ministry around the world, a healing ministry, an evangelist. I was called to the Lord at that time after reading that book to sell my business and start up a new church. You see, Smith Wigglesworth at the time that he went into ministry was 48 years of age. At the time I read his book, I was 48 years of age. And Smith Wigglesworth's wife said, I know that you're supposed to be preaching and evangelizing. And she was doing all the preaching back then. And that went into the mid-1800s when they were doing this. And the reality was is that she felt that he should be doing it. So he sought the Lord and got called into ministry. And at 48, God gave him a promise that he would have 40 years of ministry. And he lived to be 88 years of age. So that really sparked me because at 48, I was thinking, I want to be sure I'm doing the rest of my life the way God wants me to do my life. So anyways, we decided it was time. My wife and I talked about it. And we agreed that the call of God was on us. And so it was time for us to sell our business and start up a new church. That meant get rid of all of our assets, selling our property discounting them to get rid of them, get completely out of debt, stop my source of income. And I had a wonderful income, but it had to stop completely. I didn't have millions of dollars saved up. We were living a good life, but it was expensive to raise two children going through orthodonture and going to private Christian schools and things of that nature. It was very expensive. Well, fortunately, our kids were raised and they were on their own and they were married. So when this happened, my wife and I basically knew that we need to start all over. Think about that. 48 years of age and just start from scratch. No income. Had to get rid of your house and settle into something much smaller, get rid of your fancy cars and settle into something much smaller. But the dream was worth the sacrifice because the dream now was to start a church. My wife and I founded with the help from my pastor, Tommy Barnett, a church in Scottsdale, Arizona. He came to me and said, I want to help you find a church. And he did. A man donated money to get it started. And the Lord opened up a door to start a church. My wife and I were amazed. It was amazing. It probably was one of the most exciting times of our life because we'd already experienced children. We'd already experienced now we were getting grandkids and we had experienced a great life and traveled and did a lot of wonderful things and had a very successful business. But now it was time to go off in a whole new direction and to see that dream fulfilled. When the Lord opened up the door, we had a lot of questions, but it was a great opportunity and we knew we had to jump in there and, and do it. We were open to starting wherever the Lord wanted us to go. Honestly, I told Pastor Barnett before he mentioned Scottsdale, I said, wherever you feel is a good place for us to go, we want to do that. I volunteered at the church where he pastored for free. We worked there for a year for free just to be able to show that our commitment was real and God, we're trusting you and moving forward with this. Our dream location though was Scottsdale because I had built homes in Scottsdale and we had lived in Scottsdale for years and I had a lot of experience there for nearly 20 years. When we prayed about where we wanted to plant a church, we did not ask specifically for Scottsdale because we did not want to be disappointed now if the Lord wanted us to start somewhere 
else. And you say, well, is that manipulating? No, it's not manipulating. We knew that we were called to ministry and we knew that God had a great place for us. We were just going to trust him to supply it without us knocking down doors, pushing things aside, and just doing it on our own. I've done enough of that in my life. I didn't want to do that. I want to be sure that this was directly from the Lord. So anyways, came to me. He says, I found your church where I want you to start. It's in Scottsdale, Arizona, which I was so excited about, so amazed. But here, another step of that dream was being fulfilled. We began our services in a small hotel conference rooms with about 30 people in attendance. We had no financial support from any churches. Our finances were really tight because I had sold everything. We had liquidated everything at cost. And so we just had a little bit of savings in a piece of property that we owned. Beyond that, we didn't have the money to support ourselves very well. But soon, the church began to grow. So we went to 100 people overnight, just instantly, like within a month or so. And we rented then, deciding after doing that for a couple months, that we rented a large warehouse building in Scottsdale. Now, there was a challenge. The dream required us to take chances, to go through some struggles. As a matter of fact, when we looked for a building, the Lord put upon my heart to rent a 20,000 square foot building in Scottsdale, in the air park. Now, let's give you some perspective on that. We were meeting in a little 300 square foot conference room in a hotel. We had two of those, and we're running about 100 to 150 people. And all of a sudden, the dream got bigger and faith had to increase. So I went out and leased without any support or help with anyone else. We leased a 20,000 square foot building. We were going to pay $20,000 a month for five years. And I signed the lease and I said, God's going to bless. This is a dream that he gave me. And therefore, I believe it's now his obligation to help us raise the money. And he did. And we never once missed a payment on that or was ever late. So that was to God be the glory for that. Now, through a series of Holy Spirit-directed opportunities, we were able to purchase a large parcel of land up in North Scottsdale. I always felt that we needed to have a church that would run a thousand people, that would seat a thousand people. And to have a thousand seats in an auditorium, you had to have a certain amount of land in Scottsdale. That was required. So we bought, we needed at least 20 acres. We bought 33 acres of land. We didn't pay cash. We basically put a little money down and prayed, and God provided the funds. Then we sold off some of that property in order to pay off the bounce of it and wound up with 26 acres free and clear. To God be the glory. Once again, another step in the dream that God had placed upon our heart. See, if it's God's dream, if it's one that he supplied and you're trusting him for everything, then he's going to bring it to pass. I believe that. This was a beautiful piece of land surrounded by mountains and golf courses in North Scottsdale. Now, we could not afford to start building on our land, but we knew that God would provide and he would tell us when to build. The, the next step in our dream was to build a wonderful facility that we could reach out to the people in North Scottsdale and reach them with the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Now that land reminded me of a scripture found in Isaiah 55 verses 8 and 9. I'm reading it out of the New Living Translation. I need to apologize for my voice a little bit today because I'm just getting over a head cold and I've got a little raspy throat so I've got a cough drop in there and I'm drinking water and coffee so I pray that you'll be blessed and I hope that you'll be able to understand this clearly. In Isaiah 55 8 and 9 the reason that land related to this is because that land just seemed like too much land, too big of a purchase, something we couldn't afford, but look, God provided it for us. So listen to what the book of Isaiah tells us in chapter 55, verse 8, 9. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. Well, that certainly applied to the land that we wanted to get. I was hoping we might get 10 acres or something someday, but God put a bigger parcel on my mind and he supplied it. And my ways, God says, are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So that scripture, when we read it, we thought, wow, Lord, I guess you want us to do something 
greater and bigger. And I guess you have plans for something bigger than maybe what we can even imagine or even think, because that's usually what happens. Well, God blessed our church, and we were able to pay off that land only just after a couple years by selling some of it off and having people make donations and various things took place. I won't bore you with that because these are things, they're steps. See, I believe dreams require steps many times, and we were taking the steps. The Bible says the steps of a righteous man are led of God. And so we were taking the steps and believing that God would bless them. Now, we needed to <clears throat> dream for a new building. We needed to have a dream for a new building. As with many dreams, we had a few challenges, like a bunch of them. The city council tried to keep us from building in that residential area. Even the neighbors there were upset with us, and they said, we don't want a church in our backyard, and you're going to have too many cars, and it's not going to be right. And once they found out that we had a church that we wanted to build there, they were opposed to it. Well, I realized that our state, our constitution in the United States says very clearly that a church has the right to build. And yes, we have to meet their requirements in a city like setbacks and number of cars to be parked and traffic flows and building restrictions and hikes. And that's all fine. That's all good. But they could not deny us the right to build a church in that area. So it was a dream God put on our heart, but we hit some very heavy challenges. And they really organized to try and stop us. You know, it's the same with your dreams. There'll be challenges. It'll take steps. You're going to have walls rise up in front of you. You're going to have trials that are trying to keep you from completing the dream that God put on your heart. But you need to trust God for your dream and never give up on it. Never say never to your dream. Now, during our trials, I read a scripture that hit me like a lightning bolt. It's found in 2 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 5 through 7 in the New Living Translation. Verse 5, during those dark times, it was not safe to travel. Now, this is an instructions about Aza's religious reforms that were taking place in the church. And I kind of felt when I read that verse, when we were going through our challenges, that it didn't seem safe to travel. The people were angry with us. I mean, there were people there who would ride their horses across our property and just kind of defy us that it had to stay horse property and we couldn't put our church there. But then it goes on to say in verse 5, problems troubled the people of every land. Verse 6, nation fought against nation. Well, it was city fighting the church. It says in city against city, for God was troubling them with every kind of problem. So there was a lot of problems took place here that was going on when they were trying to do what they tried to accomplish. And it related so much to our experience. But as for you, be strong and courageous for your work will be rewarded. And that's the verse that helped me get through my dream. And maybe that's the verse that'll help you get through your dream. Verse 7 in Second Chronicles chapter 15. But as for you, be strong and courageous for your work. Let's say for your dream will be rewarded. God wants to reward you with a successful dream. If he's placed it in your heart, he's not going to leave you on your own. He said that he would help us, protect us, but he didn't say there wouldn't be challenges. The word of God tells us all through this that there are challenges. So I hope that that's a scripture that will help you as you plan and work forward to see your dreams come true. Well, back to our situation. With God's intervention, we won the support of the city council and the mayor. When we started our church in Scottsdale, I had a dream to build a sanctuary that would seat 1,000 people. We were blessed to experience the blessings of the Lord. And within a year, our attendance was over 600 in the warehouse. And by the end of the second year, our attendance was over a thousand. I was ready to build. My background as a home builder and a developer was pushing me. And that was my own understanding. Remember what I've told you, one of my favorite scriptures is in Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. Well, I was leaning towards my own understanding and I had to run from that so that God could bring this dream 
to actually happen. I like to put up things. I like to build things. Of course, I like to tear things down, then build them back up. But I had to be patient. I had to find some instruction. So I went to the Word of God and looked for a scripture that I found in the 127th Psalm and verse number one in the New Living Translation. This verse may bring smiles to some of your faces because here I was, a developer who was used to building things, a home builder that was used to putting up beautiful homes, and now a pastor who had to sit back and say, okay, Lord, I need to wait and have patience to see what you want me to do. And I was like, Lord, I need to get direction from you. And I was reading one day in the book of Psalms and I ran across this one. 127th Psalm, verse number one, unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builder is wasted. (laughs) How's, How's that for scripture? That fulfilled the understanding that I needed to have, have faith and trust in God that he would build the house. And if he built it, then it would last and it would be successful. So we waited and waited until we knew that God was going to move. Let me put something out there to help you. God's word has instruction for every part of our dream. My dream was to build a sanctuary as soon as possible, but the Holy Spirit improved the dream, made it better, and wanted me to wait. Then I read Isaiah 40, verse 31. It says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. So once again, I saw a scripture that was telling me to wait and to hold off. While we were waiting to build, we did start some planning and some drawings. And let me give you a little story here that's very, very powerful. In the middle of my dream, I needed to get some confirmations in it that we were on the right track, as all of us would need. And you'll need the same thing. In the middle of your dreaming, be sure that you're on track, that you're praying, you're seeking godly counsel. So I went out to the property. We had done some plans and had some drawings. And I went out there with the architect and this property out in the high desert, beautiful, beautiful land, surrounded by mountains and everything. It was just beautiful. But there was nothing there. It was just, you know, cactus and a lot of desert type trees and a lot of bushes and stuff. But, you know, when I went out there, I wanted to find out where the pulpit would be, where the sanctuary would be. So I went with the architect and we looked at the plans and we walked out to the site and we found this site. And he said, if you'll stand right there, that's where the sanctuary of this church will be. And that is where the pulpit will be. So I asked him, well, just, I just need to spend some time here. And so I closed my eyes and I stood there where the pulpit would be. And I said, Father, I need to know what this is supposed to look like. I need you to show me and give me a vision of what this dream will be and what it's going to look like. And as my eyes were closed, he had me envision standing in front of this auditorium. And what was interesting was the auditorium was at least a thousand seats, but we found out that it really was going to be 1,100 seats. So God wanted to bless us even a little bit more. But while I'm out there praying, I opened up my eyes and I could see a vision of the place filled with people giving their heart to Jesus. And I'm me giving an altar call and them lifting their hands and accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And that was a confirmation that I was in the right place at the right time. And now it's time to move forward and do something for the glory of God. My dream had taken many steps, many steps over many years. It was approximately seven years after we got the dream to start the church that God fulfilled my plan and gave me the vision to announce to the church that we're going to move forward now and build our sanctuary. God moved in a special way. The church rallied behind it and we raised money so that we were able to build the church. And there's a lot of other stories. I won't, don't have time for it in this podcast and you may be getting a little tired of hearing about my dream, but bottom line, I give you my dream to encourage you, not to boast, not to say, look what God did for us. No, not at all. If you're thinking that, please don't let that get into your heart and your mind, but to show you and encourage you that there are steps towards your dream. It was one year after that time 
that we opened our sanctuary. We opened the doors and every seat in the place was packed out, 1,100 seats. We had two services that morning. One was well filled, the other one was maybe three quarters full. But what an amazing blessing it was as we gave the altar call and we saw literally hundreds of people commit their life to Jesus Christ. That dream came true because God had a plan for it. God gave me patience. He wanted me to trust him. He wanted to let me know that he could do more than what I even thought the dream could be. And he showed me a way to make it happen. And I believe that can happen to you. So if you'll take those thoughts and those ideas, whatever your dream is, he will show you the dream. And then I believe he'll even make the dream greater than what you can imagine or even think because his ways are greater. And he will show you that he's behind you and supporting you in your dream and in your plan for your life. God's word will give you instructions as it did for me. I There were times I need to get to the word of God and get some instructions to help me. And I thought it was amazing when the last scripture I gave you in Psalm 127.1, where it says, unless the Lord builds the house, the work of the builders is wasted. That was kind of the confirmation that God's going to build this house and that he just was using us to glorify his name. So with that, I'm going to pray that God will bless you and help you in your dream. And I pray that it'll come to pass, but that you will have the patience you need. You'll have the trust that you need. You'll not lean on your own understanding and you will step in the goodness of God and in his word and the instructions that he has for you. So Father, bless those who are listening in today. I pray you would bless them and keep them and I pray that you would help them, Father God, to see that dream come true. If some of them out there have given up on their dreams, I pray that they'll be rebirthed. They'll come back to life, Lord, that you'll bring it back to life in them like you did for Joseph in the Bible. He kept his dream and it came true. Like you did for Abraham and Sarah, they kept their dream and it came true. Like you did for us in our church, Lord, and we kept the dream and it came true. And Father, I believe you'll do the same for your people. And whatever the dream might be, whether it's really finding the right person to marry or finding a house or getting a car or finding the right work or putting your kids through school or doing something at work or church, volunteering at your church to teach and whatever it's going to be that that dream will come to pass, Father. I believe for that person and I believe you're going to make it happen in their life. I'll be careful to give you the praise and the glory for it now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. There's a scripture that I was going to read in the middle of this, but I think it fits very appropriately now. It's found in Habakkuk chapter 2 in verses, I think, 2, 3, and 4. Let me read those to you because the Lord was trying to give comfort. And here's what he said. Then the Lord said to me, write my answer plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. And he's talking about a vision here, but I think it applies also to our dreams. It says the vision is for a future time. You see, I needed to know that, that I had the vision, I had the dream, but it was for a future time. And it may be that in your life. It describes the end, it says, and it will be fulfilled. Now I want you to claim that. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently. I want you to claim that. For it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. Verse 4, look at the proud. They trust in themselves and their lives are crooked, but the righteous will live by faithfulness. I'm telling you, there's something powerful there. I just feel it all my heart. And I believe that that scripture was not only for me, but for many of you out there who are still chasing that dream. I want to tell you, never, ever give up on your dream. So with that, I would like to give you a little information. If you want to get more information about my teachings and what I do, I would encourage you to go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you go there, you'll see a couple of links. One would be a link that you could click on to register for my monthly newsletter that I send out. There's no 
charge for that. In addition to that, there's a link on the page that will take you to the podcast that I've taught. Now, if you're new to this podcast, and I get a lot of new people each week, I can tell you that we've done now 167 podcasts, and there's topics there dealing with faith and with having planned to get out of debt, to prosper in all things, to experience what the Bible talks about are the power gifts of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit. We've talked about marriage. We've talked about so many topics. But today and for the next several weeks or many weeks, it looks like we're going to be involved in talking about dreams and how to see them fulfilled. God's got a plan for this, and you're part of that plan. I would encourage you to let your friends and your family members know about these upcoming podcasts because I believe it can help them, especially if you know people who've given up on their dreams. They're kind of down. They feel like, well, I just don't understand why things aren't happening or coming together. I believe these messages will lift them up and encourage them because it's really only a message about God's faithfulness and the dreams he puts in our heart. He's going to stay with us and help us until they come to pass. I believe in that. So I pray that you'll you'll contact them. If you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do that by going to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. My next podcast is entitled, it's number 168, it's entitled, How to Ask for Your Dream. You know, there's a lot of great quotes. I think of Walt Disney. I think he's the one that said, all of our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. That's a good point. There's another powerful quote on dreams. The Reverend Martin Luther King, when he started that famous speech, he said, I have a dream. And you know, he could have let up right then and just softened on it, but he didn't. He became very bold in that. And his dream was right and it was correct. And I certainly Certainly thankful that that dream did come true and it's getting better all the time. So with that, you have a dream. Matter of fact, I'm working on a podcast entitled I Have a Dream. And if the Lord wants me to bring that, it'll be coming out shortly. So with that, I want to just kind of close with this statement. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. So until next time, may your dreams come true. May you not give up on them. May you never Never state that that's old or that's dead or that's gone. It'll never come to pass again. I want you to believe that you should never say never to your dream because God never says never to us. He's always there. He's always faithful and he's always there ready to help. So receive his blessing. So until next time, may God richly bless you and may all your dreams come true through Christ Jesus our Lord. Thank you for listening in.